So really delighted to have you both join me today. Um, today I'm joined by Aidan Burns and Laura Perry from Playboard and I, and we'll be discussing um, the importance of play um, as we're in summer now and many parents are starting to run out of ideas uh, as we all kind of do at this stage in the um, July, you know. So tell us a little bit about what you both do at Playboard and I. Um, I'm sure lots of parents um, listen to you, do you both talk about that, this in the minute are a bit like, wow, I didn't know that, you know, Lego was so, <laughs> such an integral <laughs> part of life. But I, I think like with um, like lots of things with um, children, their development, it, it sometimes is the small things that actually are, are do end up being the most important in terms of like how, how they progress into um, teenagehood and into adulthood. Um, so. On the back of that, how can parents encourage positive play experiences? What we would, um, like Aidan was saying there, we're a really big advocate for just giving children the time, space and permission to play. Mm -hmm. Or we kind of abbreviated that to TSP or we teaspoon of play mm -hmm. as well. Um, yeah, so we've been having a wee bit of fun with that, that acronym lately and using it uh, with Mary Poppins and a teaspoon of play will help yep. the, the stress levels go down basically so yeah um that's just something that we've been working on at the minute but yeah so whenever we're giving children the we just need to give children the time to play first of all so prioritizing making make play a priority um mm -hmm. maybe not so much focusing on like the adult-led agenda um yeah. oh, well, oh well we have to go to tesco's we have to do homework even before we, we play as we've just talked about play is so so important and so many skills are are promoted through play that mm -hmm. we're saying no that we have to make that a priority now so give children even if it is an hour but yeah. a good quality hour of play every single day and we would really really push that that be outdoor play if possible as well okay. and if everybody doesn't have a garden unfortunately mm -hmm. but bring the outside indoors if you can if you can sorry um just so even if you've got a tough tray or like um or a tray to serve food on or a basin bring the um soil or sand into that or even just like twigs and leaves and um anything you'd basically find outside and that just gives them the opportunity to do that do that indoors as well so yeah giving them that time give them the space as well mm -hmm. so the space to play within your house um and give them the right resources okay. so we're not advocating here for big expensive toys or lots of expensive technology um we're advocating here for what we would call loose parts so okay. basically the most weird and wonderful free and find objects you'd find anywhere whether it's outdoors or inside and they basically become the child's playbook okay and that because of their lovely open-ended nature they mm -hmm. these items become whatever the child wants them to be with just a wee bit of a sprinkle of imagination and creativity. So quite literally, they extend the child's play and just make it more fun and inviting. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, we have the permission side of it as well. So that's basically just saying, um, I, well, we're, we're all very, very good as, as parents or as adults saying, yeah, go, yeah, yeah, go and play there. But as soon as it gets too noisy, we're, shh, shh, that's too loud. <laughs> Turn it down, we better. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or if it gets too messy, no, 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 let's put, the, let's put the paints or whatever it is away. All the Legos scattered everywhere. No, 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 we can't have that. Mm -hmm. um, or if things get too risky, oh, that's too dangerous. You can't be doing that. So although we're saying go and play, we're not, we're not really, we're not really giving that message out. 
So yeah, we're just saying like give children that give children proper permission to be less, uh, to be messy, to be loud, and to take take risks as well because there's just so many benefits from this. Mm. It leads back to oh sorry, I was just gonna say, Catherine, it leads back to the um the coffee morning we done with you guys a, uh-huh. a few weeks ago and, and the playing memories. It's something we do with with parents as well, you know. So if you're you're struggling to look for positive play experiences, what do you do with the kids? We we ask parents, you know, think about your own play memories. What did you enjoy doing when you were a kid? And then getting them to compare their play to what children's play is today. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself who had the better play experience. Like we have delivered sessions to parents, and I don't think anyone has said that their kids' play is better than theirs was. Yeah. So again, for me, it's taken. It will take in that wee bit of full. What did I enjoy? What did I do? Let's see how my kids enjoy this. And again, generally speaking, most of us when we were younger were outside playing. So again, it's it's outdoor play. Big advocates for outdoor play. Get them outside. And I suppose like society nowadays, we, we sort of live in a risk averse society. And yeah. um, where we, we think of the risks before we think of the benefits. And something that we promote a lot at Playboard is we think benefit over risk. So we do um Again, it comes back to that if you know we don't let children take the opportunity to test their boundaries, test their limits, to know what they're actually capable of. You know, if we keep encouraging them to think of the risks before they ever sort of try things out and learn what they're actually capable of, then you know you're you're never going to be able to to push on and, and fully develop. Yeah. And so again, for parents, we would sort of advocate, you know, yes, there is going to be risk with everything, and um, but the benefits of, of meaningful outdoor play will far outweigh the risks. So think think benefit over risks. Absolutely. And I'm sure, um, you know, you're kind of talking about risk in terms of play or risky play and like unstructured play. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we're going, to, we're going to talk further on that just after this. But, you know, as you say, children need, need to be able to test their own boundaries to learn what they're capable of and possibly what they'll be capable of in the future like I guess there's a, a level of like confidence building there and also independence like children have to feel like they can function without you you there they they need to be able to go out into the world as as teenagers as adults and you know you can't always be there to hold their hand in for, for most of their lives, you won't be. <laughs> and that's it. That's exactly it. Catherine, you know, there the will, you create, um, again, we use this, we have knowledge, you create that bubble for your child. Mm-hmm. It's nice and safe and risk and it's manageable in there. Eventually, they're going to have to step out of that. Yeah. They're not prepared and they don't know how to manage risk and assess risk and, and move forward for themselves. Then that's when they are going to be at more risk of serious harm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it goes back to play being that safe environment where they can manage and assess that risk. Um, so again, give them the opportunity to do that and make sure they develop all these these life skills that they can take forward with them. And as you say, when they go into their teenage years, that they're not stepping out of this bubble, having never experienced risk before, because yeah. again, that's when that's when serious risk or serious harm can can occur. Yes. Yeah, and even just social risks as well. We always associate associate risk with jumping off a high tree or climbing over that wall and things like that. The physical risk was obviously there's loads and loads of benefits to that, but there's social risks as well. Like even just learning um, how to make a friend on your own without yeah. your parents being there. Or do you want to play with my wee girl or my wee boy? Or, um, or what if in the school playground you see another child being bullied? That's a risk that you might take to kind of way to even to go and maybe tell a teacher. That's a huge, a huge social risk because yeah. 
you might then be bullied or someone might say oh well, a, a tight or things like that yeah. but equally that child also might go and confront the bully themselves which again is another social risk um and the more they, they practice these skills now in childhood the better they will be at all those type of skills later as an adult like we're talking about building all those like conflict resolution and um I suppose like building like empathy as well like for yeah. others through that all that all those social risks it's through play that children actually learn. You know, I heard a great quote before is that children learn how to learn through play. You know, so essentially they have to they have to understand how to actually learn things for themselves. Yeah. Again, play is a play is the mechanism for children and young people, how they actually do that. Mm-hmm. Um play or whatever. A lot of it comes back to what what you experienced as a child. And you know, the the, the memory, the memory um the, the play memories that, that we did as a group I found that really invigorating just to think about how I played as a child and I think load, lots of parents that are listening right now can probably really empathize with that and think like oh I went out you know with my big the big group of people that lived around the corner from me and we maybe climbed trees or we went apple picking or you know depending on whatever kind of area you lived in and a lot of that was very very open so that kind of leads me into, you know, what is unstructured free play? I hear a lot of um, practitioners that, you know, refer to play talk about this. And why is free play so important for children to engage in? Yeah, yeah. So free play is, it basically is when the, the children choose when to play, what to play, how they want to do it, and when they want to stop as well. We're all very good as adults kind of stepping in and saying, that's not now we have to move on to also there's things we're talking about earlier like the homework where they have to go to test those but it essentially free play isn't like the children choosing okay right that's me done now as well um and they're choosing what they want to do with their own interests in mind and with their own skills and abilities in mind as well and it sounds so cheesy but whenever children play freely that's really where the magic happens um because this is where the kids do discover their own interests and learn new skills and maybe even discover their only hidden talents that they didn't kind of know they had. Um, and again, it's a, if, if, if a child has a bad day, for, for whatever reason, maybe it's a bad day in school or maybe something's happened with a wee, wee fallout with a friend, they come home and they play and that's their stress relief. As mm-hmm. adults, we, we'll all have our own wee coping mechanisms. For me, I'll go home and I'll have a bath or something like that. But for kids, they get down to playing and it's, playing freely without an adult involved that allows a child to do that that's where they get the real therapeutic benefit from that and for anybody as well who's really really interested in brain development or maybe does particularly value education over play which is obviously that education is brilliant too but whenever a child plays freely that actually makes their brains go so much larger all these wee neural pathways basically start connecting and that gives a the child more capacity to learn whether that is through play or whether they take that into school they're, they're just there's a greater capacity to learn and to store any information as well okay. so yeah, free play is great yeah. <clears throat> as Laura's saying like you know free play is that concept of when children they control and they choose when to play what to play how to play when to stop playing and we would sort of advocate as well there's only probably a few times when parents or adults should be getting involved in, in children's free play so the first one is if, if invited into that child so if the child wants you to play with them absolutely you know if 
potentially you see an opportunity to extend that child's play on to make sure that the play doesn't stop then yes you can intervene to do that or the third one then is if there's serious risk of, of sort of harm or injury then yes you would get involved and you would then obviously minimize that risk and but as laura says like free play is where the magic happens for children and young people and again if you link it back to our play memories essentially what we've done was free play you know, generally speaking, adults probably weren't present when we were playing. I know they definitely weren't present for a lot of mine. Um, it's sort of me and my mates just out doing what we wanted to do. You know, again, it comes down to us choosing when to play, what to play, how to play, um, and essentially when to sort of stop playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually read, um, there was like an, an article in The Guardian recently that was talking about play and about um, how dramatic the decrease is or sorry the increase is in the age in which parents now let their children go out to play yeah. unsupervised I thought that was really really interesting and maybe like kind of a sign of times in the kind of yeah. we live in yeah. yeah absolutely and there's another research paper as well states that um when like we were nine years old um our parents would let us run a certain distance from the house nowadays that child needs to be 11 so they, they travel the same distance away so it's two you know you, you've essentially two years there yeah. um in space of not that not that long and um, 10 15 years i suppose so yeah it's... at the same time you know like there there is there's no doubt that there are le- legitimate worries for parents like it's completely understandable why parents are maybe sometimes hesitant to let their child take those steps out Further than they've went before or you know to, to let them kind of go explore go call for the friend around the corner cross the road by themselves to go call for their friend but you know all of these things like we did them uh-huh. i definitely did all in child and children's abductions all uh-huh. it literally is is that over the past what maybe even go back as far as 10 years look at this technology boom where now we are getting the news on a regular basis and there's all these um articles and things like that and even on social media mm-hmm. um and that that's all that's all that stemmed from there actually isn't any increase in actual childhood abductions in itself but then as well we're seeing um a decrease in green spaces because all these new builds are popping up mm-hmm. so there's nowhere I can't speak for every community, but there's maybe a, a decrease in, in in the green spaces or play parks for children to play where they're deemed as safe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Technology is, is massive as well because the uh, the increase in technology and and the, the you know the new iPads and iPhones and everything else coming out, it's it's just it's had a massive effect on, on play and especially outdoor play as well. And um, maybe 15, 20 years ago, and um, everyone seems to be in a bit of a rush. So very interesting to listen. You know as you said statistics like the crime rates aren't going aren't going up it is being more a societal perception that yeah. um you know that is maybe doing yeah, harm good um, well, just as you mentioned there about the sort of the stats and stuff um i've done some research recently on screen time um for children and young people so i i sort of just know them so i'll, I'll give you what they are so preschoolers actually average four hours a day on a screen so five to six year olds average five hours a day on the screen. Six to fifteen year olds average six and a half hours a day on the screen. Teenage boys are actually the worst offenders. They average eight hours a day on a screen, looking at the screens between school or home or wherever else it may be. So you add, you do the math that you you add that up. That equates actually to ninety days or three months out of a teenage boy's full year that they're looking at a screen. 
when you talk about stats and reasons about decline in play and different things then there's like screen time is absolutely huge and then if you think like what do you know what the comparison is to the amount of time the children spend outside playing yeah absolutely we do again it's something we push really really hard um and children spend less than 60 minutes a day outside um the percentage of children actually means so the the world health organization they advocate for 60 minutes physical activity it's called mvp so it's moderate to vigorous physical activity a day um in northern ireland we're sitting at 11 percent so we are and that's from 10 to 18 year olds that is that is scary those are apps those are star star first star as well and we, we do sort of um we look at the likes of childhood obesity in Northern Ireland. There's, um, it's it was twenty five percent. It's actually raised now, so it's it's over one in four children and young people in Northern Ireland are actually classified as obese. Um, and if you're obese or overweight as a child, you're you're as likely to be overweight or overweight or obese as an adult as well. And um, again, that's we two things we advocate very heavily with parents is to try and limit screen time and outdoor play. Um, again, two of the factors of if we can get limit screen time and get outdoor play, it's going to help with things like childhood obesity and different things like that as well. So, yeah, but it is crazy. Some some seriously scary stats coming out. Like absolutely, you know, and I think at the same time there are so there's so many pressures on parents now. There there's so many conflicting. There's also lots of conflicting information. You know, yeah. it'd be really difficult for parents to know what what the right avenue is and see at the same time like sometimes you just can't fit you can't fit an hour outdoors with them into your day and that's okay you know you don't have to be perfect all the time because none of us are no no no, just being mindful like parents being mindful of these statistics i'm thinking how can i get them out more a healthy balanced diet of play opportunities so we're not saying here, oh, ban technology, because let's face it, above anything else, kids enjoy them. And there is obviously some, there's benefits to that. Mm-hmm. We're obviously pushing for outdoor play because that's what we're seeing the decrease in. Yes. But what we're saying overall is about getting that healthy, balanced diet, same way you would with your We Eat Well plate. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're thinking about like food and stuff like that, just think about that play in the same way. So, okay, we've already had some screen time today now it's time to remove that and we'll maybe go outside for a while or if we know that um after school every day the whole family has been a bit tired the same way i would and if i come home from work i struggle to get out with my my wee daughter yeah. yeah um so at the weekend then i'm going okay right healthy balance diet now i need to kind of get some like outdoor play in here so um maybe we'll just take a, a walk to the park or um we'll go on a week's scavenger hunt or maybe even if it's now wet miserable day we don't want to go out I'll just make sure there's um, a good supply of loose parts and toys and or arts and craft materials sitting yeah. available for her in the house where she can still engage in that really, really good play mm-hmm. with or without me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, just, it's all come back to that healthy, balanced diet. I think that's a nice way to remember that because we're all used to they will play it in school. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's that's a good lead on to what my final question is for the both of you which was um you know off the back of all the information that you've given us what tips and tricks then do you have for parents listening today to help them initiate play and you know just just allow more opportunities for that to happen for me get back to basics 
like Aidan has said, think about your own play. What did you enjoy? That like even just spend, and we did this before in the coffee morning and the smile in everybody's face is just thinking about our own play and oh my goodness, remember that game wasn't that brilliant. Think about those type of things and then suggest them to your child. Like I can't remember the last time I saw a child in the street playing Kirby or Kirby, whatever you prefer. Like, so if you think, well, I enjoyed that whenever I was a child, I'm going to go teach my child that now. Mm-hmm. And then that's a good, valuable, what, even like a half an hour of physical play with your child outside and then something that they can later go on to play freely with their friends as well and they can teach their friends. Like, just don't complicate it. Get back to basic. Uh, think about your own play memories. Think about what you enjoyed. Yeah, just... um, And see with resources as well, like we've just said, you don't have, it don't have to be expensive. Go yeah. into your kitchen cupboard, put out the pots and pans, anything you're not afraid to get destroyed and let, let your kids work away. Good play doesn't have to cost a fortune either. Yep, your recycling bin. Go to your recycling bin. Yeah. <laughs> well, see see loose, loose parts plays, anything you can basically find in your recycling bin um, and just let them go. Like we, we were delivering a play session not that long ago with loose parts play and this week I created um, an airport. Um, oh really? <laughs> he had the whether he had the traffic control tower lorry, the runway plane, you know, all of those parts. And it's so unreal. Creativity, development, imagination, just un- unbelievable. Like, um, yeah. Again, look, just some sort of tips and stuff. Is um, there's actually an initiative running this summer, and it was developed by Play First UK in conjun- conjunction with the Four Nations Play Forum, which is ourselves and Playboard, Play Wales, Play Scotland, and Play England. Um, basically all calling for um, what's known now as a summer of play um, for children and young people. Again, it's due to them having suffered so much because of the pandemic. Um, again, if you just, they have a website, which is summerofplay.co.uk, where you can go on and get more details. Um, they're, they're actually asking people to sign a pledge to say that they will get their kids out and play more. There would be good resources and ideas on that website. And it all runs um, into the 4th of August this year, which is National Play Day. Mm-hmm. Um, you have our own website for sort of resources and ideas and tips and, and tricks on what you can do with children and young people. So that's playboard.org. Um, or you also, a social media, we have our own social media, Twitter accounts, um, Facebook. Again, you also have the likes of Play Wales, Play Scotland, Play England, where they've all free memberships. You can go on and sign up. Again, our website, if you go to playboard.org, um, there is a free membership there where you just basically click the button uh, sign up and then right beside that there's a resource tab you just click the resources and there's any amount of resources there that will give you great ideas that you can do with your with children as laura says there's things on scavenger hunts and you know all, all the loads and loads and loads of stuff stuff that we would have done in the coffee morning as well yeah um lots and lots of stuff there so again that's what really advocating but as laura says loose parts play playing outdoors and really getting back to basic thinking about what you enjoyed as a parent or sorry what you enjoyed as a child um, what your play was like and then trying to sort of marry your child's play up with that as best as possible um, but look as long as they're having fun that, that's the main thing you know yeah. you know, children they play because it's fun they have that innate ability and they, they just want to play it's in them um, but as long as they're having fun then that's when they're going to develop but giving them the time the space permission you'll be, you'll be really surprised at what your children and young people can make um, yeah. It'll be fast. It's a fascinating yeah. thing to watch. And don't worry about Even. your children getting bored either. I think that's like a, a, wee, a wee fear we all have as parents. So those dreaded words, I'm bored. Boredom is where uh, the children get bit, learn to be creative and where the, like, the best type of play is actually stimulated 
from boredom as well. So just again, time, space, permission, just give them those three factors and they will not be bored for long. So don't be scared of boredom. Don't be scared of boredom. Exactly. And I do think we're all we, we are very scared yeah. of boredom as, as yeah. adults. Yeah. We I, can't I, have our kids stay with a myself you know can't can't sit for five moments just in my own company we live in a fast society but we we are almost can't let our children sit with themselves but it is it is a good skill to learn it, it is something that you have to be able to do so no absolutely absolutely and see from like um from the technology we're all living in this kind of uh instant gratification type of society aren't we where um we've only to click on a different app boredom cured or if that uh, or things are happening really really fast do you, do you know what i mean on these games where we don't have yeah. time to kind of be bored or, or or waiting or anything like that but again it's just kind of um not putting on a technology ban but just breaking away from that a wee bit so the kids can learn that boredom is okay and that we do just kind of need, that's part of problem solving isn't it yeah. just kind of uh tackling that boredom and just finding your own your only skill set and your own interest to, to secure that boredom basically yeah and yeah like you said we're all bad for that as adults too <laughs> i think as well one of the things we advocate as well Catherine, is when we do work with parents is, is about trying to be your child's play champion as well and when, when you're talking about being a play champion you're, you're talking about things like you know, leading by example, you know, prioritizing time for play, you know, especially outdoor play, things like, you know, getting to know your neighborhood, as Laura sort of mentioned earlier, where the green spaces are, where the playgrounds are, you know, encourage others to play, again, trying to limit screen times, you know, we, we sort of talk about trying to sort of keep worries in perspective and understanding that, you know, the benefits of play will, will outweigh the risks, you know, and one of the biggest things we advocate is that you take time out and actually get involved and in, in play yourself with, with your kid as well you know you know play lays all the foundations for children to build um and grow up and build and develop all these life skills so again it's giving them access to that quality play um and really get involved yourself is probably one of the key messages that we we would we tell parents all the time Mm -hmm. get involved have fun Mm -hmm. yeah yeah brilliant guys thanks so very much for that that was fantastic i'm sure everyone listening will feel much more equipped the look of play in in the manner which it should be treated which is really with great respect um as you say play is a serious business um and yeah. parents we we could just spend a bit more time um in recognizing that and then allowing our kids to go off and do what they do best which is um play by themselves and you know just branch out into their own imaginations and creativity yeah, and that's what it is. Just as, you, as you're talking, that reminded me of a wee quote one of our um, colleagues says all the time is that we as adults, we aren't the experts in play. The yeah. kids are. Children yeah. are experts in play. That's what they do. So you know, let them do it. Let them matter. Brilliant. Look, thank you both so much for joining me. That was fantastic. Um, what I will also be doing is I'll link under our podcast, I'll link to your website so the parents are able to find okay. it. Um, and I'll also link to the Summer of Play um, initiative as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Lots of parents listening would be interested in having we look at that. So thanks again very much for joining me today. Um, and we'll maybe have you on again for another, another wee chat at some other point in the future. You never know. Yes. Yeah, thanks very much. Appreciate it.